We are one week into Tennessee spring practice. What do we know so far and why I've got a whole lot of confidence for this football team next fall? That, a whole lot more. It's your Monday, Locked On Balls. You are Locked On Balls, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome into it. This is Locked on Vols, and I'm your host, Eric Kane. Appreciate you guys taking the time to hang out with me here today, whether you're on your way to work, whether you're in your cubicle, already at work, whether you're working whether you're working out, walking the dog, whatever the case may be. Appreciate you guys making Locked on Vols your first listen. It's a part of the Locked on Podcast Network, and making it your first watch on YouTube. Please subscribe to the Locked on Vols YouTube channel. As always, you guys know that helps out the show an awful lot. All right, what we know about spring practice so far, that's coming up right here in segment one. 2024 basketball look ahead for Tennessee Volunteers. Obviously, the season ended on Thursday, but what's the makeup of the team look like this time next year? We'll discuss that and dive into a little Tennessee recruiting, football recruiting from the football weekend. That and a whole lot more here on your Monday show. Twitter Tuesday mailbag edition of the show. That is tomorrow, so get me in your questions, your comments, at underscore Kaner and at Lockdown Balls. And the cue of the day here at the top, are you rooting for Florida Atlantic in the Final Four? It's a tough question, really, when you think about it, because obviously you want to beat the team. You want the team to beat you to lose because you're, you're, you're upset about it and you're frustrated about it. But in the back of your mind, it's like, well, if that team keeps winning, that makes my team look that much better. But then again, it kind of goes back to the whole... Are you an SEC fan or are you a Tennessee fan? I understand FAU is not the SEC, but it's like, are you rooting on the SEC in bowl games? I, I I don't subscribe to that theory. So I'm interested to see what you guys have to say. Are you rooting for FAU in the Final Four? FAU has uh, you know moved on. Obviously, took down Tennessee on uh, on Thursday and uh, it advanced on and and and, and defeated Kansas State 79-76 on Saturday to take on. Uh, the final four game, it will be uh, San Diego State. That's right, San Diego State against FAU. So uh, that's what we have to look forward to here on today's show. All right, what do we know so far, Tennessee football spring practice? I thought it'd be fun just to kind of go through you know, position group by position group quickly, and i just give you a couple bullet points verbally, if you will, um, on things that I've picked up on through the four practices I've seen so far. It's not going to be a whole lot, just kind of a little appetizer, and of course we'll continue to – I dive into Tennessee football spring practice as the week goes on. Uh, but this is kind of what I have right now. We'll start with the quarterbacks. Joe Milton uh, can reach another level. That's what Joey Halsley believes, offensive coordinator. Uh, Joe Milton said earlier last week that he has not watched the Orange Bowl again because because why, right? I mean, you go back and review it one time, and then that's that's it. You leave it in the past, you move on. He's got other things and other ball games that he wants to win. I think that's a great mindset. I asked Joe Milton um if uh he how much better of an understanding he has of this offense compared to when he started those first two games in 2021 and he said a way better understanding of the offense and he had the emphasis on the a's and so looks like joe milton is the undisputed leader of this football team he said that he leads by example but also uh, vocally as well and he says because hey i'm a bigger guy people you know might be intimidated by me so um looks like joe milton is off to a good start nico imaliava uh five star Early enrollee quarterback, number one player in the country per on three. Um, he's up to 210 pounds, which is good. Um, he said, there's no pressure for me this season. I just want to be ready when called on. If that's necessary, I want to be a sounding board for Joe Milton. I want to be to Joe what Joe was to Hendon last year is essentially what he said. 
what an attitude right there. And of course, you know, he's competitive and he wants to play and everything, but man, what, what, a, what, a, what an attitude, what an answer there earlier in the press conference last week. Um, and things that I've noticed a little bit, and remember, we don't get to see an awful lot, you know, and, and this is typical of a, of a, of young quarterbacks, especially new to the scene. He's missing a lot high. He's missing high, high, high. A, a lot of the times when he does miss and, and that's okay. He'll continue to, to work on that, bring that release point down a little bit. Um, but you know, all, all things considered good start for the quarterbacks for Tennessee, a uh, wide receivers, biggest takeaway, Dante Thornton. Uh, when Tennessee went to full pads on Saturday, he was not in full pads. Remember he's nursing a little bit of a hamstring, a situation so we'll have to see if he's a full go at all sometime this spring but uh, anyway he was out there in, in shells the first couple of days and he was practicing in the slot position um he's a guy that can play slot he can play outside I think eventually he'll be an outside guy for Tennessee but that's kind of a takeaway there a lot of opportunities with Brew McCoy not in action this spring obviously you got Romel Keaton on one side then a lot of opportunities for second year guys sophomores Caleb Webb and Chaz Nimrod for sure um, I hate to say, if not now, then, then never, but it's kind of that situation because they have, they're getting all the ropes they possibly can. And, oh, yeah, that squirrel white guy, he's still looking good, making catch after catch while the media is present. Offensive line, a whole lot of cross-training, ton of cross-training, looking to uh, find replacements for Darnell Wright and Jerome Carvin. you got four tackles right now. you got Gerald Menzi, J.J. Crawford. You've got John Campbell transferring from Miami and Dane Davis flipping left side, right side, left side, right side trying to find that combination, who fits best where. Andre Kirik, offensive guard transfer from Texas. He is practicing, or he was last week, with the second-team offensive line, and so it looks like he's settling in at a guard. We'll see if he can continue to push. And remember, Tennessee's first spring scrimmage is going to be this Saturday, and that's kind of moving day as well, and so a lot to unfold there. Addison Nichols is getting reps at uh, center, and some veteran guards who have been in the program for a long time, Ollie Lane and Jackson Lampley are uh, helping Tennessee out the guard spot as well. Tight ends, Ethan Davis looks like a man. He really does, and it's, it appears like he's full go. Still wearing that red non-contact jersey, but we asked him uh, when he met with the media last week, I mean, what are your limitations? He was like, I don't have any. I'm full go. I'm ready to roll. Um, already looks the size of, a, of an SEC tight end. That's that's good to see. Um, I asked him, you know, he he said like, hey, I'm more of a receiving tight end. Uh, I like to play in space, all that type of stuff. And I asked him how critical this spring was to kind of learning the inline stuff, hand in the dirt, H-back stuff, blocking, all that type of stuff, the intricacies that make this offense go from the tight end position. He said it's, it's really, really important. I'm just a sponge trying to soak up and learn as much as I possibly can uh, from uh, Alec Ablin, tight ends coach, and, of course, uh, Jacob Warren. And then we got the running backs. Um Cam Seldon was in a red con non-contact jersey on Saturday when he saw him, but he was still in full pads. Uh, he's big. I mean, he, he's that he's that bigger running back. Tennessee's kind of kind of wanted for a long time. Uh, Jalen Wright looks good. Dylan Sampson's out there. The only running back that's not out there this uh, spring is Jabari Small, and we knew that coming in. But looks like the uh, running backs are off to a good start. Quickly, let's flip to the defense. Uh, defensive line. Um, Tyler Barron's working individuals, and he's going through some some certain group stuff, but. I don't think when Tennessee goes to team, he's going to be a part of those drills in spring. He's still coming back and nursing himself back to health, trying to get healthy. Omar Norman Lott, transfer from Arizona State, was going a mile a minute uh, while we were out there last week. But he's got a long learning curve to kind of learn how to play defensive line for Rodney Gardner. But, hey, again, if you make a mistake, you want to be going 100 miles an hour, right? Um, you know that That's some of the big things that I saw. Amari McNeil, um, Dominic Bailey, looks like those guys have, have gotten – little bit bigger um 
which is good. Amari Thomas is the undisputed leader of that group. Bryson Easton's back. That's a very um, veteran-led group that returns an awful lot of guys. When you think about it, and it's a big one, you only lose, of the key contributors, Byron Young. Roman Harrison's back. You got those two freshmen from last year who are now sophomores, and Joshua Josephs and James Pierce, who looks good. You add Caleb Herring into that mix uh, at the Leo position for uh, this spring. Uh, looks like that position's you know off and running as well with a lot of guys that they can play. Linebacker, again, is probably my, <clears throat> my favorite position to kind of analyze here in the spring because you have Aaron Beasley, who's the veteran of the group, the leader of the group. You add in Keenan Peely, who looks like an SEC linebacker. He's older than everybody in the room. He's been there, done that. Um, how can he get acclimated to Southeastern Conference football? And, of course, the Tim Banks' defense, that's still a work in progress, but he looks good from the eye test, right? Uh, you have those two freshmen who were those two freshmen who are now sophomores from last year. Elijah Herring, who's still trying to get acclimated and trying to take a big step to be a guy that they can count on, right? I mean, Brian John Marie, a linebacker's coach, was getting after him the other day at practice, and you know that that that's okay, right? I mean, that's you know challenging, motivating stuff like that, and then as well as Caleb Perry. Then you have those freshmen, those freshmen now, those early enrollees: Jeremiah T. Lander, Arian Carter, Jalen Smith, Arian Carter. Looks really good. Spoke well with the media. Jeremiah T. Lander smoked really well with the media as well. Um, you know, again, it's a big spring just for those guys to. Uh, bowl practice is good that you're here, but really, the 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 big thing for bowl practice is if if you're here, that means you're essentially signed. You don't have to like freak out and try to hold on to those guys, but they're just holding the dummy and they're just scout team, right? For bowl practices. Spring practice is when you really get to get in there and get some live reps, and so I think all three of those linebackers are benefiting from that. Arian Carter had an interception last week on Joe Milton. Again, looking really good. And then defensive backfield, I mean, you know, like a lot of guys coming back. You add Gabe Judy Lolly. You add some freshman cornerbacks like Jordan Matthews and Ricky Gibson and Christian Conyer. Um, it's just trying to figure out who's where, right? Looks like Christian Charles is back with the safeties. Looks like Jordan Thomas a freshman from last year who was really good on special teams. Looked like he's repping at second-team star, which is good. Uh, you got some veterans at quarterback and Danico Slaughter, Kamal Haddon. Brandon Turnage is looking like he's he's not healthy still, and so he's kind of sitting out right now. Jalen McCullough's back there. Wesley Walker is your safeties. Uh, just trying to figure it out. I mean, again, it was good to be out there, but they just now put the pads on on Saturday, and so we're going to start hearing a lot, and of course, when we get in there and start figuring some things out from the scrimmages, we'll, we'll scrimmage a couple of times leading up to the orange and white game. Uh, that's when we'll kind of know who's moving the meter. So a little bit of a quick hitter on every single position group, what we've seen, what we've heard so far through one week of spring practice, Tennessee spring practice continuing on at the Haslam field on campus. And, uh, Hey, we'll break it down after every single practice right here on Lockdown Balls. Looking ahead to Tennessee basketball 2024, then we'll hit recruiting at the end of the show. Uh, that's what you have to look forward to coming up next right here on Locked On Vols. Uh, the Built March Madness bracket is here. You know I have a favorite bar, and now's the time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know I'll be voting for the Cookies and Cream Bar, and if you want the Vols to win every single game that they play on the football field, basketball court, baseball field, softball field, whatever the case may be, uh, you'll be voting for that bar as well. Support your team, support your bar or puff. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you're going to be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of belts. Not only that, but one Locked On fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built 
to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You gotta try Built. Built's the best protein bar ever. Seriously, they're so amazing. They're good for you. 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, only four net carbs. They are fantastic for you. So run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. So hop in and support your pick. That is BuiltMarchMadness.com. All right, guys, welcome back into it. Monday edition of Locked on Vols. I am your host, Eric Kane. We got the cue of the day up there. Are you rooting for Florida Atlantic in the Final Four? I, I always think these are interesting because the team that knocks your team out, you want them to lose because you're upset. But in the back of your mind, and, and don't lie to me, I know in the back of your mind because it's in my mind, and obviously I speak for everybody. I'm just kidding about that. But you know what I'm saying? Sometimes in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, well, if this team keeps winning... That makes my team look better. Uh, so, you know, hey, um, and, and I don't, I don't qualify FAU as a Cinderella. I feel like this is my personal opinion. We're gonna get into more basketball, looking ahead to twenty twenty four. Excuse me, here in a moment. I feel like to qualify as a Cinderella, you got to be a double digit seed. I understand FAU is a nine seed, but like I said, going to that matchup, I think FAU should have been seeded higher. Um, you win thirty plus games, you sweep the Conference USA tournament. Uh, tournament regular season championships. Um, obviously, we saw FAU play in action the other night. And, of course, as you've watched this tournament, you might have saw him play over the weekend as well. Um, but I, I don't qualify that as a Cinderella. But still, it's a pretty unique story. It's good to see, in my opinion, the team that beat your team continue to go on. It's not like I'm rooting for them, but that's the question I have for you. Are you rooting for them? And the game's on. Are you, are you wanting to see them win in the Final Four? That is the cue of the day right here on Locked On Balls. Um, looking ahead on that note to basketball 2024. It's frustrating. We talked about it on Friday. It's tough. Um, Rick Barnes that. Rick Barnes this. You know, we can have those conversations. That's fair. This is a this is a um, this is a safe haven. We can have those talks. Um, but just from a from a sheer you know player in player out perspective, what should we expect that roster? to look like next season over the summer when they're doing some tournaments over the fall for practice. And then of course, getting up uh, for uh, the start of the season, you know, which will, which will come towards the end of October and November uh, Tennessee 2024. All right. Here are the guys who are going to be gone. Um, for sure. Tyreek key is gone. He was using his COVID year here at Tennessee to finish out his career. So Tyreek key is officially gone. You have four other seniors who have, yeah, four other seniors as I count. Yeah, four other seniors who do have a COVID year of eligibility remaining, but I don't think that I any of those guys are going to use them. That's just my opinion. Things can change, and we'll start getting those announcements here in the next few weeks, I would imagine. Um, Olivier Kumwa, Uros Plofsic, Josiah Jordan James, and then Santiago Vescovi. If I was to say which one of that four would I see coming back more than the others? I would say Santiago Vescovi, but I'm not saying that any of those guys are going to come back, but they do have that option. Um, that COVID year of eligibility, if they want to come back, Olivier Kumwad, Uros Plavsic, Santiago Vescovi, and Josiah Jordan James. I feel like they can all continue to play professionally, whether that be obviously uh, pursuing their dream of the NBA and, or, you know, getting some money overseas. Our boy, John Fulkerson is making money overseas. I'm not sure where is it Belgium. I'm not sure where he's playing right now, but if you want to play basketball, you can make money doing it overseas, and all four of those guys can do that. Probably all five of those guys, you know, Tyree Key, but nonetheless, those are who those are who are out the door for Tennessee basketball. What about the NBA? Could anybody leave early and go to the NBA draft? Well, obviously, Julian Phillips, five-star freshman coming in here, was a, 
uh, a year-long starter for Tennessee, and we're going to have the conversation in another day if you think that he was a bust or if he was overrated or whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day, he, every time he was healthy, he started for Tennessee. He was in that lineup, and uh, he was giving you minutes. Um, he's a really, really good defender on a team that was number one in the country in defense this year. Really good defender. I think his offense the best is yet to come in my opinion but anyway um he's all over he's been up and down up and down all season long of these nba mock draft boards and i would assume that julian phillips would probably want to um, evaluate his stock and or talk to some people and all that type of stuff and then come to a decision you know you can do that now you can go in you can hire an agent you can talk or you can you know do all that type of stuff kind of go through the process is what they call it and then if you are not getting the feedback that you want then you can come back and so you know, we'll see. We'll see what Julian Phillips does. That's, I would imagine, and I mean, that's what Rick Barnes would likely encourage him to do. There's That doesn't hurt you whatsoever, right? To have people say, hey, love your game. Love you love you doing this, doing that. Here's what you need to work on. If you do this, maybe you can move up 10 spots in the draft. Um, you should definitely get into the draft this year, or you should probably go back, refine your skills, and then try again next year. Yeah, that, that That's good stuff. So we'll see what Julian Phillips wants to do. Uh, what about veterans coming back to this ball club? Well, you got Zakai Ziegler, of course. You got BJ Edwards. Those are your two point guards. Front court players, you got Jonas Adu. You got Toby Awaka. You got DJ Jefferson. He's a you know listed as a small forward, six foot five, but DJ Jefferson was a red shirt this past season. Uh, and then you got Jamal Meshack. Those are the veterans, quote unquote, coming back. And will there be one or two of those guys that enter the transfer portal? We'll see. We'll see. I mean, BJ Edwards, um, local guy here in Knoxville, got a little bit of run this year, but when the starting point guard went down, he didn't log a minute. I don't think, right? I mean, tell me if I'm wrong here. He didn't log a minute, right? You know, once Sakai was hurt. And so um, does he look for another opportunity? I, I don't know. I haven't heard anything. I'm just saying, like, you know, with the transfer portal era, that is always a possibility. But right now on the roster coming back, you've got B.J. Edwards, Sakai Ziegler, Jonas Adu, Toby Awaka, Jamai Meshack, and D.J. Jefferson. Um, I know DJ Jefferson put out a tweet a couple weeks ago after Zakai Ziegler got hurt. I think it was worded poorly. Uh, he's coming back. I don't think there's anything to worry about there. Uh, incoming guys, you've got. We'll start the we'll start the conversation with uh, with uh, shooting guard Freddie Deloin. Um, he's been on the roster. He was actually he signed early. He was a part of the 2022 signing class. He redshirted this past season. Came here in the mid year. He's been practicing, you know, with Tennessee, and and I feel like that experience goes beyond. Uh, is so, so valuable. He should be an immediate impact player starting game one next year. Um, and that's going to be huge for Freddie DeLoyne. So that, that that's big. And then you have power forward JP Australia, 6'11", 210 pounds. Small forward Cameron Carr, 6'4", 160. And then power forward Cade Phillips, 6'9", 200. Those are the incoming guys, all four and three stars uh, over there at On3 coming here to join the party for Tennessee. So... That's kind of what you have to look forward to when looking ahead to Tennessee. Um, I know that's difficult to do right now because it's still so fresh. The wounds still hurt. Um, Tennessee was just put out on Thursday night, late, late Thursday nights, you know, close to the midnight hour, right? Um, it's frustrating because there's so much talent on that roster. But when you go back and look at this past season, it just it was never clicking all together. Sure, you beat Texas. Sure, you beat Alabama. You had some big-time wins. But think about it, guys. Even in all those big-time wins, Tennessee was still missing somebody. You can look at that one of two ways. It's like, wow, Tennessee's this good. They can still you know, accumulate a win like this when not at full strength. Or it's like, hey, that's great, but how are we going to integrate this when Josiah Jordan-James comes back or when Julian Phillips comes back or you know, whoever, right? 
Um, Tennessee's super talented. You play strong defense, you have a chance to win every single game. But obviously, uh, this is uh, this is not breaking any news here. You've got to be more consistent. You got to be able to shoot the basketball and create a shot. And at times, at least for this team, that was the issue. So uh, those are the guys that you have to look forward to uh, next year. Really looking forward to seeing JP Estrella come in. Obviously, Freddie DeLoyne, because he's been here already, but uh, you know, to, to try to go and make an impact. Um, and, and some of these other guys, Cade Phillips, Cameron Carr, uh, Zakai Ziegler coming back off injury, Jonas Adu, Toby Walker, how will they improve? Javon Mayshack, he's already improved so much. What What's that next level he can maybe get to? DJ Jefferson, what he got in the tank? Um, a lot of good talent. Rick Barnes recruits very well. Tennessee has never recruited, I'll say this time in and time out, and I'll continue to say it, Tennessee has never recruited better than what Tennessee is doing right now. And it might not ever. I mean, Tennessee is, is recruiting so well right now. And so that's good. It'll give yourself a chance to go and win some ball games. So 2024 basketball look ahead. That's kind of the roster outlook. A lot of things will change. Those guys will decide if they want to use those COVID years or not. Right now, I would assume probably not, but we'll see. Those are Santiago Vescovi, Olivier Cumois, Urus Plavsic, Josiah Jordan-James, Tyree Key is gone. He was using it this year. We'll see about Julian Phillips with the impending NBA decision. Um, and then some of these guys coming in and, and seeing what they can add to the mix. And, of course, the transfer portal. Tennessee will attack it hard. They've got to find another point guard, in my opinion, and they've got to find a shooter. Have got to find a shooter. I mean, you can always take another front court player. That's great. You've got to find a shooter. So point guard, shooting guard, the two must, especially if Santiago Vescovi elects not to come back, which I think is, is the likely course of action. So uh, we will see. Hey, coming up next, Tennessee football recruiting weekend. Who was on campus? What did they say? That's coming up next right here on Locked On Balls. But hey, proud sponsor of the show and of the Locked On Podcast Network. That is FanDuel Sportsbook. The tournament. It's eating up, baby. It's Final Four time. There's no better place to get in that action than at FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers only, new customers, a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. So you sign up with FanDuel Sportsbook, you're going to get $1,000 to play with, right? That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Sign up today and claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net at the very end. All on the app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you go to FanDuel.com today. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook of the NBA as well. Hey guys, welcome back into it. A final segment here on a Monday Lockdown Balls. Twitter Tuesday is coming up tomorrow, so get in all your questions, your comments, uh, your concerns, questions about Tennessee football, spring practice, recruiting, basketball, baseball, whatever you got. Get them in there at underscore Kaner and at Lockdown Balls. Uh, for tomorrow's show. All right, speaking of recruiting, we're going to discuss a couple of minutes here to end our show. A big recruiting weekend for Tennessee. Going to get Matt Ray hopefully on, maybe tomorrow at some point this week, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, to talk a little bit more about this uh, while he and Austin Price for uh, you know Ball Quest, where I work, they were covering the recruiting scene all weekend long, and I was over there covering baseball. So hopefully we'll get Matt Ray on at some point um, this week to kind of break it down. But this is a really big recruiting weekend for Tennessee. Um, this kind of plants the seed 
to get these guys back out for an official visit this summer. You, you always try to get them here on for junior days in January and come and see a game as a junior and all that type of stuff. Get them back here. Get them back here in spring practice. You really try to lock in like an official visit time, either on the weekend or shortly thereafter. And so um, it, it's big in that regard. But also a couple of Tennessee commitments for the class of 2024 were back on campus. And it's big because they're, you know, the two guys I'm about to mention here were very popular and are v- being, you know, heavily courted throughout the, the rest of the Southeastern Conference and in college you know, football in general. Um, we'll start with Vols tight end commit, Jonathan Eccles. Uh, IMG Academy, <clears throat> he committed to Tennessee in the summer, this past summer, and he's um, he's been uh, – he, he wants to play tight end, and there's a lot of opportunity, obviously, in the Josh Heupel offense to do a lot – to do an awful lot if you are a tight end. Uh, look at Ethan Davis, you know, what he's going to do and why he chose to come to Tennessee as well. But he wanted to play tight end, and that's why he committed to Tennessee back in July. And, you know, he's a really, really good defensive lineman as well, defensive end. But he committed to Tennessee so early. But, <clears throat> you know, not having Alex Golish here anymore, um, there, there's some obviously some change. And now Alabama's entered the picture for him. Getting him back on campus, kind of reevaluate things and kind of see where he stood. That, that was big this past uh, weekend. You know, he, he got up with VolQuest. He said that, um, quote, he was finally glad to – uh, meet Coach Abe, which is Alec Ablin, the new tight ends coach. Getting to go through meetings and watching the guys th- go through practice and all that. It was good practice. Said he loved the energy from the players. It was great to get back up here. Um, he said that he loves the family and the culture aspect of Tennessee. Um, same people here, minus AG, which is Alex Golish. Yeah, he said, I still have Coach Abe, though, so it's it's all good. Uh, he said that um, <clears throat> he's excited to see if he can. Uh, I'm sorry. I know I keep clearing my throat. I've got something caught up in my throat. It's really annoying. It's very annoying when that happens when you click record for this podcast, so apologies there. Uh, finally, he told VolQuest, this being Jonathan Eccles, said being able to teach me to do more of, to be more of an in-the-box in player, uh, that's definitely big for me in terms of how we can continue to get better as a tight end. So, uh, like I said, Alabama's entered this picks. You know, Georgia's entered this race. I think Ohio State's entered this race. was huge to get Jonathan Eccles back on campus for Tennessee this past weekend. And uh, he was kind of noncommittal whenever he said, like, hey, do you have any do you have any um, any more visits kind of locked in? He was like, do you know when you're going to be back here on campus? He didn't really have any answers for that. So this is one to watch, but it sounds like Tennessee did a pretty good job with Jonathan Eccles this past weekend. So that was big. Another one would be a cornerback commit from Lewiscombe Academy, four star Caleb Beasley. Caleb Beasley is a really talented player. And, you know, according to some boards for some programs across the country, he's the number one cornerback on that board. He committed to Tennessee this past uh, football season and getting him back on campus, but he's already going to be taking some other visits. You know, Ole Miss, or not Ole Miss, uh, Notre Dame is very, very, uh, very intrigued with Caleb Beasley. Um, Ohio State's intrigued with Caleb Beasley. Oklahoma is intrigued with Caleb Beasley. Getting him back on campus was really, really good. Said he enjoyed seeing the baseball game. So it was a great win for them. Practice was good too. Getting to see the players, uh, the coaches, all that type of stuff. Ask if Caleb Beasley is still solid on Tennessee or still committed to Tennessee. Said, I'm still solid at Tennessee. This is home for me. It's a great atmosphere, great family. It's everything I want in a school. So that's a really, really good sign. Not that he was a flight risk at all, but still, I mean, you know, recruiting's never done until you literally sign that paper. And so for these guys who commit super early, you always wonder as they continue to build their repertoire and their. Um, their resume and they continue to play and more tape is out there. Other teams are going to be, you know, trying to come in and get involved in that. And so um, that was really big for Caleb Beasley to say that he was so solid on Tennessee. 
Um, a couple more than I'm going to say. Uh, this next one is an in-state wide receiver from Baylor. He's actually a baseball commit for Tony Vitello in Tennessee. That's wide receiver Amari Jefferson, but he is going to play college football. Um, he is certainly going to be playing football. He's seeing more and more and more programs get active, start following his recruitment. Had a really, really good fall this past season. He said, I really enjoy watching practice. It was competitive but friendly. They're all trying to make each other better. That's the thing I liked about the most. Um, he said that he had somebody with him at all times today, meaning like a coaching member or a staff member. Coach Pope, Coach Cook, and I were all together throughout the day. Uh, when, when asked about Coach Pope, he said, you know, Kelsey Pope, he said, he is very real. Uh, when you guys, What you guys see is who you're going to get. Then all the players, they say they love him, so I continue to build that relationship uh, with him. Again, this is a guy that is in-state. You're seeing his uh, recruitment really blossom, take shape. This is one of those guys that you don't want to get out of the get out of the state, right? You want to close the borders down. And that's Amari Jefferson of Baylor School down in the Chattanooga area. So he was back up here on campus. First time since October that he was on campus. He is not committed to the University of Tennessee yet for football. Of course, he is for baseball. Uh, but he will play football in college as far as I'm concerned. So, um, all right. Who else? Oh, we'll talk one more. Again, there's there's tons of recruiting coverage uh, from this past weekend over at VolQuest.com. Matt Ray and Austin Price did a really, really nice job. Uh, one other one <clears throat> I'll talk about is Jake Merklinger, four-star quarterback. And this is the quarterback that Tennessee wants for the class of 2024. Jane Daniels from Charlotte, North Carolina. He put out like a top six or top eight or whatever. And Tennessee was in that. And they've been on that one for a while but, <clears throat> again, I apologize. I'm just going to take a drink of water. Stand by. Oh, that's a little bit better. Okay. Well, if I just, you know, would just stop for a minute, get a drink of water, it makes everything better, at least for a couple of seconds. Um, yeah, Jaden Daniels put out a top, top four, top five, or whatever Tennessee was in. And Tennessee's been in that one for a while, going back to his freshman season a couple of years ago. But I think that's kind of a long shot. I think um, he's going to want to go somewhere and play immediately. The person that comes into this class for the quarterback spot will know that you're going to be behind Nico, right? You're going to be behind Nico for at least two years. So you kind of know that coming in. And so that's difficult to get a high-profile guy. But Jake Merklinger is a guy that's high-profile. George is getting in on the mix. Some other teams around the SEC are getting in on the mix and liked his talents. And um, he, really, he really, really likes Tennessee. North Carolina is a team that really likes Jake Merklinger as well. But as it's been described to me, more stability at Tennessee. Yeah, sure, you have Nico here, but you know a team like North Carolina. How long is Mac Brown? Mac Brown actually going to be there, right? I mean, he's not going to. Could he? Could he coach for four more years? We we don't know that, right? So we'll have to see exactly how this one continues to take take shape. But Mark Linger, he was here on campus. Uh, he was quoted by Volqua saying, "Just the quality time I got to spend with people at Tennessee, uh, the staff. The staff was great. Being up there at Tennessee, getting to spend a lot of time with the coaches." Being around the players, it was an amazing weekend. Uh, he said that um, everything was genuine. And, and talking with Josh Heupel and Joey Halsley, uh, said that uh, from talking about ball to live to my prom coming up this next weekend, it was just really, really fun with them. Ending the day with Coach Heupel's house on Saturday was really sweet. That was a whole lot of uh, fun things to go. Um, on what Tennessee likes about Merklinger and the Tennessee offense, essentially, or what Merklinger thinks about the Tennessee offense, he's quoted saying, just how efficient it all is. Um, that's what kind of stood out whenever he was taking notice of Tennessee's practice. So they go really, really fast, but they're still able to get a whole lot done. Tennessee's offense is truly amazing. It's really fast. It's, it's successful and, uh, it'd be a whole lot of fun to play in according to Merklinger. So, 
Yeah, some good stuff there. Four-star quarterback, the quarterback target for this class in the class of 2024 for Tennessee. That is Jake Merklinger. He was back on campus um, as well. All right, so it was a really, really big recruiting weekend for the University of Tennessee. We'll get somebody on to talk recruiting this week for sure. That's what you have to look forward to coming up the rest of the week right here on Locked on Vols. All right, same time, same place. We'll do it tomorrow, but get in those Twitter Tuesday questions. Anybody wanting baseball questions answered, get those in there. You guys know I can answer those. Football recruiting, basketball, of course, spring football. It's when your voice takes over the show, your questions get answered. That is mailbag mailbag edition of the show every Tuesday right here on Locked on Vols. All right, guys, I appreciate it. I'm going to go chug some water, get whatever's in my throat out of this. I'm sorry for the last seven, eight minutes of the podcast. It's been really, really gross, but sometimes that is what happens when you are in this industry. Uh, we'll try it again tomorrow. Make Locked On College Basketball your second listen right behind Locked On Vols. And uh, stay tuned for tomorrow, the mailbag edition of the show. Appreciate you guys for always listening and watching right here on Locked On Vols.